You may be seated. Um, tonight's a special night. Uh, we've been praying and moving towards this night and the uh, introduction of the dear Davises who have just relocated from Oregon, driving up the Alcan. In fact, they have yet to find a house. Their stuff is still in a U-Haul. Come on, that's faith. You just let go of everything and relocate. Some of you know what that's like. And they are really God's finest. I think that God must love us awful special to send the Davises here to us. And would you please put your hands together? And let's have your whole family come. Would you come? Pastor Kirsten, Minister Kimmy. And they have five beautiful children. And uh, John Davis is here somewhere, your dad, who we've known for quite a while. Two, two, two. Am I on? You are. So so take it away and feel free to share. Hey, I'd like to introduce these guys. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. It's so glad to be. I'm so uh, uh, privileged to be here with you. This is church family. We've been a part of KC for almost 17 years. And uh, we're so excited. Is it 16 years? I don't know. Something, Something like that. Anyways. I think as many as you've been on on board going on 17 okay sounds familiar all right and we're so glad to be here with you every kc that i've been to which is a number not living there but visiting with missions trips and things it's all the same you go it's one church in many locations i don't know if you've had the privilege to go to very many king's chapels but when you go there i mean it's just like you didn't leave uh, Wasilla, it's like this is this. It's almost the same people. It's the same spirit and everything. Hallelujah! Let me introduce these guys. I've got one MIA. We'll find him in a minute. He's with Grandpa. This is my wife right here, Minister Kimmy. We've been married 17 years. I need a little bit more gain. I don't know who's got it, but give me just a little bit, please. And and the excited one is our two-year-old. Hallelujah. We'll get over there. This is my oldest right here. This is Emma. She's growing an inch a night. And she's 12. And she, she thinks she's going to be taller than me. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Hallelujah. Hey, no, don't do that. All right. This is my oldest son. His name is? Easton. This is Easton. And uh, we're glad he's with us. These are, these are my treasures. And uh, he's 10, and this is my son. Elian. This is my son, Elian. If you can't remember their names, it's okay. Just say E. They all start with an E, and they'll just kind of finish for you. So this is Elian, and uh, I have, I have a, a five-year-old, too. His name is E. Kella, and he will be joining us very soon. He's with Grandpa, probably getting a drink or something. And we're so glad to be here with you. And I'm going to get, and this is Eliana. She's our newest at almost two. Her birthday's next month. And she is our fashionista in the family. And she loves shoes. We don't need more shoes. I'm just making it clear. We do not need more shoes. Saying that out loud. Okay. Um, love you, loves. Would you like to greet everyone? Sure. I just want to say, um, I'm, yes. Um, are you going to say something? No. No? Okay. All right. All right. Let mommy have the microphone. Okay. I'm just so excited. Um, Daddy, help, help me here. We're going to a little tug. She's going to be a singer. 
I'm just so excited to see what God has for us. Um, I don't know about you, but living for God is all adventure. Whoever said that living for God is boring never lived for God. I'm sorry, that was a good statement. There he is, Kella. Come here, buddy. Come here, handsome. This is our five-year-old, Kella. Can you say hi to everybody? All right. But I have to tell you that when you're willing to listen and obey God, he will take you places you never dreamed of. And I never dreamed I would be in Alaska. I'm just going to say that right now. But I cannot wait to see what God does uh, in our family, through our family, with you. God has something amazing in store for KC Alaska, and I cannot wait to see what he's doing. So uh, looking forward to meeting all of you. Forgive us if we don't remember your name. Okay, so if you'll just have your name tattooed right here on your forehead, that would... Sorry, no tattooed. Um, Sharpies work really good. Um, anyways, but... Uh, we look forward to getting to know all of you and your children. We had a great time this morning in children's ministry. We had an old puppet friend of ours join us today and um, had a good time. Kids, did you have fun this morning? Awesome. So praise God and thank you for the warm welcome. And we love you guys and can't wait to see what God does. I want to introduce my dad. He's here with us. This is John Davis right over here. He, draw, he drove a large, overweight U-Haul all the way up that highway and uh, uh, hit every pothole he possibly could, I'm sure, uh, with a trailer, with my car on the back. And we're so glad he's here. He's really, really helped us a lot. I got something special here. And uh, Pastor Daniel made a mistake and didn't tell me how long I have to preach. And that can, can, can cost everybody right here just... Just kidding. I won't take a long time. I, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute here. Can I use this? Is that all right? Okay. Praise God. I'm so glad to be with you. You know, my wife and I, uh, we got married in 1998, and we never dreamed we'd be on such an exciting ride. And uh, she's a precious treasure to me, and and uh, I've given a lot of things away to people just to just bless them and, and just to meet their needs and things because the greatest thing I've got sitting on that front row right over there, they're my treasures. And I love them dearly. And I'm so glad they're here with me. And uh, we'll, we'll get to meet you. I'm, I, I tried to meet as many people this morning as I can. And I'm not going to take time to come around right now, but I, I will try to remember your names. And uh, I... I did okay this morning, so if I miss it, please forgive me. I will try to get it before long. I'm so glad to get to share with you today, and uh, having all these kids here tonight and getting these awards, that's so exciting. And my wife and I are, uh, we started that passport program some time ago, like 2001 or something like that, summer of 2001. We didn't ever dream that it would be doing something uh, around the world. Anyway, take your Bible, if you would, and we're going to turn. Just find the book of Romans, if you can find it. I, I use a paper Bible. I kind of prefer looking at it like that. But find find some Romans there. We'll get to it in just a second. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not really a preacher. I'm a storyteller. I really like to tell stories. And I enjoyed listening to Pastor Daniel preach this morning. He's a preacher. I don't preach like that. I'm a storyteller. 
And I hope through some stories that I have to share, God speaks to you. And that's just the way I am. I'm, I'm used to being in the back with the kids. I would rather preach to them. Don't be offended. They're just more fun. They make noises and jump around in their seat while you're preaching. And if the game is lame, they'll just straight up tell you, that's lame. This is dumb. But book of Romans. I got a story to tell you. It's about this brown paper bag over here. And I hope when I show you what's inside it, you don't like run out of the building because what's inside it is not the most appealing thing ever. And it's, it's something that you probably would look at and go, how horrible. My wife and I were going to college and we were engaged and we were contemplating doing ministry for the rest of our life. I was 22. And I'm not too certain what I wanted to do with my life. I felt like maybe God spoke to me to do ministry. Didn't even know what that meant. So her and I decided we were going to pray and ask God to open a door of ministry for us to do together for the summer. And it was her junior year and mine and we wanted to do something together for the summer so lo and behold one day at the school office this church from hawaii called not king's cathedral and chapels it was another one called our school and said do you happen to have a missions team that could come to our church this summer and because i had been to hawaii before they decided to put me in charge of the missions team just because I had knew how to say aloha or something. So here I am in charge of this missions team and I got some people together. I had no idea what I was doing. It was embarrassing. And we, the time came for us to go on this missions trip to the big island of Hawaii. Little tiny church and they had called about a week before and said well what exactly does your team do and so i said i don't know what do you need us to do and he said well we need somebody to minister to children i said okay i i do puppet shows see when i was 12 years old I was going to a small church and the ch person working with the children invited me to come help them. Invited me to come do puppets for them. And that was a long time ago. I'm turning 40 this year and I've been doing puppets ever since. I was 12 years old. That's why I'm such a big proponent about having kids involved in ministry. And having youth involved in doing something because that was me I've been to some churches that won't let their children and youth be involved in anything until they're mature enough <laughs> if that was my church I wouldn't be standing here today so my wife and I get this phone call what can you do we I, I tell them I do puppet shows she wasn't there just letting you know a little bit more about me and what's in this bag. We're going to look at the Bible in just a second. 
so I hang up and I'm planning on doing a puppet show for this church in Hawaii for six weeks. Six Sundays, I can pull that off. I'll just have her help me. I'll do the puppets. She can stand out front and talk to the puppet. We can do that. So her and I were sitting at a McDonald's parking lot talking story, or talking to each other, sorry. And uh, she asked me about the phone call. I said, well, they've asked if we would minister to children while we're on this missions trip. My wife has a full-on torrential nuclear meltdown in the car. Tears. I didn't know if I wanted to be engaged any longer. I was scared. What just happened? I couldn't get her attention. I couldn't get her to... She's sobbing. And she says to me, I hate kids! Have you heard this? And I was like, uh, whoa. I didn't plan on ministering to kids my whole life. I didn't know that's what I would be doing. My wife's having a nuclear, thermonuclear meltdown. I hate kids. Wow, I didn't know anybody could hate kids. Okay, wow. Um, So I made a deal with her. Let's go on this missions trip. And we will do, we will work with their kids for these six Sundays. And if you hate it, we will never do it ever again. If you, if it goes okay, well then, okay, we'll move on from there. But if you hate it, no more, ever. So the time came for us to go on this missions trip. And we're going to go say goodbye to my grandma. We're going to go visit her. And she lives kind of in one of these retirement duplex things. And her neighbor's name, and the, you know, the door next door is, her name is Patsy. Patsy sees that we've shown up to say goodbye to Grandma before we go on this big trip. Patsy comes over. Patsy's carrying a, a sack a lot like this. And she comes over, and, and I heard y'all are going to Hawaii. Yes, we are. Well, I, your grandma told me you're going to be working with kids. I'm like looking at see if my wife's going to have a meltdown in the living room. Yes, we're going we're gonna to be doing whatever they need us to do with, with their kids. It's a really, really small church. I think they had 12 kids. That was enough to give my wife a meltdown. So she hands me this bag and she says, you know, these are old and I was going to throw them away, but I thought maybe you guys could use them. She gives me this uh, and it looks like this. Have you ever got one of those? Are you taking my picture? You ever got one of those Christmas presents where you didn't know how to respond? So you like put it in front of your face and then you, you say the words, oh, thank you. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those. That's what I did. I lifted it up in front of my, the bag, in front of my face, and it looked just like this. It was beat up, and, and it was lightweight. And so I, I, I kind of, oh, thank you so much. And I looked inside it, and inside of it was, I mean, it was hideous. You ever get a Christmas present and you're just like, oh my. 
birthday, whatever it is. And inside the brown, beat-up paper bag was this old, old, beat-up, worn-out puppet. And I'm going to show him to you here. Here he is. Here he is. This, this is Harry. Harry's got some problems. <laughs> we'll get to it in just a second. But I'm going to preach to you. And actually, Harry's going to preach to you. He's not going to say anything. I, I did some Harry time this morning, and my voice is pretty messed up. I can't do it right now. But Oh, whoops. His jaw is hanging off. Sorry. Scaring you. Inside this brown bag was this thing. And I opened it, and I looked at it, and I went, what is that? It was old and mangy and stinky. It smelled. And I looked at it, and I was like, I would never use that puppet. That thing is old and beat up. I need a new, if I'm going to do puppets, I want a new puppet. Give me one whose stitches are together, one that smells new, you know. I, I had these expectations of what I could do or needed to do something to serve God. And so we get in the car and we're driving away and I pulled this guy out and I didn't own any, actually I owned two puppets and that's all I had. So I decided to take him with me. My wife had never worked with puppets ever before this missions trip, never. So she didn't know what to do. So we go on this missions trip, and I decided to bust this guy out and use him. Never used him before. And my wife's standing out front of the puppet stage, and I had to do this. I had to talk with him and then tell her what to say. Every puppet show. By the end of the summer, before we could start Children's Church, the kids would be chanting, Harry, Harry. Harry! Oh man, the kids love that Harry puppet. That piece of garbage. Harry puppet. I can't believe it. His eyes are scratched up. His arms. Anyway, this church invited us to move back after we got married and become their children's pastors. Because the kids loved. So we did. And on Sunday mornings, overpowering the adult worship service was the chant, Harry, Harry, from the background. And my, I'm still teaching my wife what to say from the back. Say this. Okay, you have to, no, no, put your, I'm teaching her how to do it. While I'm, I'm sure the kids could hear me. They'd be like, this is the lamest puppet show ever. The, the guy's talking from the back. Here he's, anyway. We did, we did children's ministry there for a year. We went from tw uh, 12 to 84 kids. And every Sunday morning, the they, they want, if Harry, if he don't show up, they're really, really disappointed. After a year, we decided it was time for us to move, move back uh, to what you would consider the mainland, which is the United States, so the uh, continental United States. And before we moved, I got invited to come to Maui and be a part of 
King's Cathedral. Guess who came with me? When we joined the, the team, we were asked to do preschool. Okay? Let's see how preschoolers respond to this scary, ugly, hideous thing. So we busted him out. Within a few weeks, guess what was being chanted on Sunday morning? Harry, Harry. You're doing it like a pro. So he started developing his own theme song. It's time for Harry, because Harry is the bomb. So the chant changed. It's time for Harry, because Harry is the bomb. We were invited to become uh, ministry directors of the children's ministry in Maui. Every Sunday morning, this guy was coming out. And, and, and we decided to go on some off-island trips. Our passport team would go on off-island trips. We would do... No. We would go to Molokai. Pastor Daniel was there. We would go to Kauai, Lanai. We went to every island multiple, multiple times. And did, guess what? I forgot to tell you, oh, when we were living on the big island, we were the number one requested public library puppet show. There was no other puppet show. We would get phone calls, please come to our library, and we would go around the island stuffing a puppet uh, stage in my little car, drive to a public library, go inside, do a puppet. We couldn't preach Jesus, they wouldn't let us, but we got to go uh, entertain these kids and... and uh, Number one requested on the Big Island public library reading time was this thing. Harry. It's time for Harry because Harry is the bomb. We're not going to get through this message if you don't like help me out with that. At least learn that. So we've been a part of KC for almost 17 years. Harry has been to the Philippines three times. He's been to Fiji. He's come up here. Here he is. He has been to Oregon. He's been to a very long missions trip all the way across from Arkansas to Antioch, California. And every stop, here he comes. This little ugly, hideous thing that is getting more dilapidated with every puppet show. He now has no bottom jaw. I have to put him on my hand just right. If you know how to sew, I need your help. We were doing a puppet show one time, and uh, it was a bunch of kindergartners. And there was about a hundred of them or so, five-year-olds. Now, if, if you haven't worked with kids much, they think the puppets are real, okay? And they are real to those kids. Harry was up there, and he was talking, and he decided to mess his hair up. So I was shaking his hand. His eyeball flew off his head landed right in the middle aisle and started rolling up the aisle the kids were crawling over their seats <laughs> my wife runs down I have no idea I'm behind the stage I have no idea I just hear 
I'm like, man, these guys are loving this Bubba Joe. <laughs> the only view of Harry I've ever had is this. So th I can't see the front of him. So I'm still up there doing my deal. And my wife shouts out, Harry, your eyeball came off. She runs down, grabs the eyeball, runs up, and jams it into his face. And I finished the puppet show with his eye, like, looking this way and this one looking this way. Harry has a theme song. Harry has a... Uh, uh, he doesn't have a, any social media things at this time, but he might have some. Harry was the greatest ministry gift someone ever gave me. And it was at a time when I didn't even know what to do with him. And if you would have looked at him, you wouldn't have picked him up and used him. And so I just, I want to encourage you tonight with Harry. I could probably share a lot. He's been electrocuted really bad. in the Philippines. It was bad. I thought they were going to have to take me to the hospital. <laughs> I could tell you a lot of stories about this puppet right here, but what I want to give you is a theme of Paul in his writing in the New Testament. There's a lot of themes that he kind of repeats over and over again. There's the theme of prayer. It's very prevalent in his writings. There's the theme of killing your, killing your flesh living by the spirit it's very prevalent i'm not going to preach about those tonight i am going to let the testimony of this little gift that was given to to me um preach to you about one of his other themes and that is using your gifts that is taking what it is you have or can do and putting it into action for the kingdom of God. There's a few things about Harry that I'd like to share with you that are very much like the gifts that you have. The first thing is, oh, I gotta look at my notes because I forgot them. Hold on, I haven't even, oh, you're, are you still in Romans? Didn't know if you left me. The first thing here is, 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 is Harry doesn't work without me. I give Harry life. Harry comes alive when I put him into action. When I stick my hand inside right here and move it around and move my fingers apart, Harry comes alive. Tens of thousands of children have heard the gospel because I stick my hand in here and make his mouth move. He can't do it on his own. Without me giving life to him, he just sits there and looks ugly and hideous and smells because he's got a lot of my sweat in him. The other giftings that you and I have, whatever it might be, your time, talent, and treasure, and whatever it defines it is, is the same way. You have to put it into action. You have to engage and make it happen. It doesn't happen without you. It just sits there. There's things that you're good at that could be used in the kingdom of God. 
you got to put them into action. I believe God wants to touch this city and the surrounding area. I also believe that what he wants to do is totally going to be hindered without people that are willing to pick up their giftings and their talents and do something with them. There's something else about Harry that I want you to know that's just like your giftings. I about fell off this stage. This gift was for more than just me. This gift wasn't just for me to possess and to say, I own a puppet. I can do a puppet. In fact, it's no good if I don't give it away. I am, I am not exaggerating when I've said tens of thousands of kids. I've heard them laughing at this guy. And let me tell you a funny story. We were just living in Oregon, and my kids went to a really great Christian school there, and they had about 300 elementary kids, and they needed somebody to do their chapel services. So we volunteered. Guess who came to the show? So we had done about two or three chapel services, only two or three. And uh, Harry was just getting introed, kind of like today. And I got a phone call from Dr. Morocco, and he asked me to come fill in on Maui for two and a half months. So I was gone from my family and from Oregon. I was on Maui for about 10 weeks. So they did chapel services without... I came back to Oregon, and I happened to arrive when it was... The next day was chapel. We're on our way to chapel, and my wife says, Honey, if you don't do Harry today, there might be a riot in... I'm behind the puppet stage back there. The kids are just filing in from their classrooms and all up and down the sidewalk, guess what you could hear? Harry, Harry, what is going on with this thing? You have giftings that need to be expressed for the benefit of other people. What's scary is you'll be held accountable for them. Do you know I'm going to stand before God for this thing? Can you imagine what judgment day would have been like if I would have never pulled him out of the bag? I wouldn't be standing here. I would have never been invited back to that little church on the big island. I would have never from there been invited to be a part of KC. Thousands of kids would have never heard the gospel if I never pulled him out of the bag. Yikes, I'm going to stand before God accountable for a mangy, nasty piece of material whose stitches are coming out and eyes fall off and smells funny. I'm going to stand, but can you imagine me standing before God and God say, why didn't you pull the puppet out of the bag? If you would have only known what I was going to do your life is very much the same way there's things that you have that are waiting for you that you're going to be accountable for and you probably think they're not worth very much I'm convinced that God brought me here God bringing me here was planned a long time ago and if you will pick up your hairy puppets and I'll pick up mine there's no telling what God might do. 
I do not want to stand before God and hear him say, you should have pulled the puppet out of the bag. That scares me. There's a few other things about Harry here. Harry gets better the more I use him. So do your giftings and talents. Maybe you think you're not very good at it. She didn't even know what to do when he, when he shot up from behind the puppet stage. She's frozen. Hi, Harry. No, 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 you got to be nice. Hi, Harry. Something else about Harry. Harry opens doors for me. Harry makes things happen that would never happen if I didn't use him. Your giftings and talents, the things that God's enabled you to use are very much the same way. In fact, I'm convinced there's some things that won't happen until you pick up things and do them with them. You got to do them in faith. I know Harry deserves the credit for me working with kids because this guy has opened the doors for me. Your giftings and talents will open the doors for you. Harry gives God glory. This ugly thing gives God glory. Tens of, th tens of thousands of kids have heard the gospel and from behind the puppet stage, I hear them say the sinner's prayer all over the world. God gets the glory for this thing. God gets the glory when you use your giftings and talents. Last thing about Harry. Harry gets me rewards. You may be familiar with the parable of the talents. This ugly, mangy, worthless-looking thing gets me rewards in heaven because I put him in action. I get rewarded for doing this thing. If I didn't use it, I wouldn't get the reward for using him. How awesome is that? God makes, God makes it available to me I stick my hand in him and make his mouth move then God rewards me for doing what he gave me that's awesome this guy you got these sitting around your house you got these in your life some of them are dormant some of them you decided not to do anymore some of them you got offended so you're not going to do it anymore some of them you just never even decided to use. Alaska is waiting on you to pick up your Harry. You might think it's not worth very much. I had somebody tell me one time, I'm not tithing because it's not very much. I'm going to wait till it's like enough. You missed something there. So I'm encouraging you today. Take a look at your Bible. We're going to look at it. It's Romans 12. Look at verse 6. This is a theme of Paul's throughout his writings. Romans 12, 6. I'm sure you've heard it before, but I wanted to give you a living illustration of something in action here. And that is, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Seven, if it is serving, let him serve it. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, 
let him encourage if it's contributing to the needs of others let him give generously if it's leadership let him govern diligently if it's showing mercy let him do it cheerfully paul's one of his themes is do something with what you do get involved in the kingdom of god i'm convinced if you'll pick up yours and i pick up mine god is going to do incredible things He's waiting for us to go do that. I'm taking this guy to Primrose. And they're going to have a good time. And one day they might even be chanting, Harry, Harry. Is that like a retirement? It's a retirement place, right? It's going to be awesome. Harry time with the retirees. God's going to be glorified. There might be somebody get saved and receive uh, Jesus as their Savior because this thing 17 years ago came out of a bag. What will happen if you will put your Harry into action? What will happen? What doors will God open? How many thousands of people will be affected if you will serve God the way I've taken this guy, put him into work. He doesn't complain either. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I want to pray for you. Because I know that you have things like this that are just waiting to be used. This is the place to use them. What I've given you about Harry and this scripture is echoed by Peter in 1 Peter chapter 4. Almost says it the same. And that is, take what you're good at and go do it for Jesus. So I want to pray for you, and I'm going to turn this back over to Pastor Daniel. And I want to encourage you today, start reviewing what can I put into action for Jesus? I may call you up someday and say, do you know how to pass out napkins? Well, that doesn't seem like very much. Oh, it's a big deal in the preschool. Put napkins on a table for a kid. I might call up you one day and say, do you know how to change a diaper? I've changed a lot. Not as many as my wife. She wants to make sure I said that. I heard it. <laughs> wow. It doesn't seem like very much. Oh, yes, it does. Can, can I share one more quick story? Let me tell you what it's like. I work with kids my whole life, so I'm kind of prefer working with them. I want to share a testimony with you. We're doing an Easter egg hunt. I'm sure you've done Easter egg hunts. This family gets saved. They come to our church. Their kids are all over the place. Man, they were a handful. They were the kind that you pray doesn't come on Sunday. Did I say that out loud? Anyway. People in my ministry, my children's ministry in Maui, took time to minister to those kids, keep them corralled, 
at least keep them in a seat long enough for their parents to hear Dr. Morocco preach. After a few years, those parents have been so radically changed because somebody kept their kids long enough for them to be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. One of them became a minister at our church. Whoa. Because somebody passed a napkin out to them, helped their little ones go to the restroom because they didn't know what to do, changed their little baby's diaper. That's awesome. Let me pray for you today. Why don't you stand with me? You've been sitting there listening to me for quite a while. Thanks for giving me liberty to share. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for this, this illustration here. I thank you, Lord, for this, this gift you gave me a long time ago. And I thank you, God, for every child and even adult who's received joy, who got to laugh, and, and greater even still, heard the greatest message they would ever hear in their life, the gospel. Prayed a sinner's prayer. I thank you, God, that on Judgment Day, I get to see thousands and thousands of children who received you because of this mangy thing that was in a brown paper bag that wasn't being used. Lord, I am keenly aware there's other things in our lives, time and talents we have, treasures we have, that if we would just put them to your service, that you do the amazing with it. I thank you, God. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I pray even today you would begin to point out things to us that we could use in a greater way for you or even start using. Lord, forgive us for things that we left in the brown paper bag and never got them out to use for your glory. We'll start today. I give you glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Daniel. You may be seated, please. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bless the Davises. We're going to help them. They've just moved up here, and many of those expenses are taken care of by the church. We relocate them, but many of them aren't. And uh, we're going to help them, and uh, we're going to do that to the best of our ability. Amen? We're a generous people. You've always warmly welcomed all of my staff that's come up, and I trust that you'll do the same thing tonight. And here's how we're going to do that. Uh, if we can, Minister Kimmy, Pastor Kirsten, if you come, ushers, would you just bring us a couple buckets, please? And um, we're not going to put this through the regular uh, the regular way that we do that. There will not be donor credit for this. We're just going to bless them. They need it now. Amen. And um, we're grateful to be able to do that. I have that within my authority to do it, and so I'm going to. Amen. He's looking at me like, we have lots of rules. He knows them all. And um, we have the freedom to do this tonight, so we're going to do it and help them. Here you go, right here, right here. If you're making out a check, make it out to Kirsten Davis. How do you spell that? Okay. K Davis, a word. All right. Kirsten Davis, all right. Amen? How many of you think that's the right thing? Come on, if you had family, move up here. We're going to help them out if you're able to. You pray, ask God what you should do, and we're going to bless them. Take a moment.
You know, I believe that God is giving us a revival. I believe that. I believe that God is pouring out His Spirit in such an amazing way. There's so many people getting saved and touched. And and Minister Chris Diamond, would you come here, please? A swallow. Let me take a big swallow there. Minister Chris has helped us so amazingly. You've been such a joy. You really have. And Minister Chris is going to be heading off to Hawaii, but not for a few weeks because we're going to transition, good, healthy transition for your kids. They get to know everybody and flow and won't feel the loss, at least for now. Uh, Minister Chris will be heading off to Maui to help there. They need his unique skill set that he has. And who knows if it be the Lord's will will bring you back to us. Amen. That's certainly what we would hope, but we'll trust God's plan that causes us to will and act according to his good purpose. But I commend you for the way you've worked with my own children and our kids. Our children's ministry is booming. Our children's ministry is booming. It's exciting. Amen. And uh, your mentor Pastor Kirsten Davis, and I'm just, God loves us something special to have you all come here. Come on, let's bless them real good. Stand up on your feet, won't you? Let's pray. Let's pray over this love gift that we're going to give them right now. Father, we thank you for this beautiful family. Lord, I remember when they came up that driveway at the Davis home. This is Pastor Chris Davis's nephew. How many of you know Pastor Chris Davis? We got a lot of families in our church. I remember them coming up, God, and seeing them. I remember when they came to Maui. And I stand in awe of how you can use a Harry, how you can use us, Lord, if we just be willing. Now, Lord, bless them. Meet every need. Give them a house. Come on, pray that right now. Give them the home that they need word that was spoken, the dream that was given, give them the home that they need. Establish them here and bring a mighty revival even through the children. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's bless them. Come on, just come and bless them right now. I want to be used by I wanna be used by 
Pastor Alex? Where's Pastor Alex? Would you come and, and close our close our time? Minister, uh, Minister Chris, would you take this back uh, along with um, Hannah? Would you escort Minister Chris? Just head back to the stewardship area there, please. Amen. Let's close. Close in prayer. Take someone by the hand, won't you? Now listen, we have a meet and greet. Donuts, coffee. Come on, get to know our new children's pastors. Just so, so blessed. Cookies. And uh, listen, if you know how to pass out a napkin, right? There's room for children's workers. And it's a great time to be involved in children's ministry. If you've never, if you've never done that, you come and make application. And uh, if it all works out, you train you and help you. Wonderful. Pastor Alex, would you go ahead? Amen. Father, we just thank you for this family, God. Lord, even how they have blessed me personally and blessed my family, God, I thank you for them. I thank you that you brought them up here, and Lord, that you have great plans for them. I pray, Lord, that you would just cover every need that they have. Lord, we thank you for the word that was delivered tonight, God, and our responsibility now in that, that we will use our giftings for your glory, honor, and praise. Lord, that you would receive maximum glory with that which you've given us already. God, may we put them in activation. We thank you for all that you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you guys.